Welcome to the Mental Arsenal Podcast, your go-to resource for creating an extraordinary life and business from the inside out. I am your host, Master Life Coach and Business Success Coach, Chris Acebu. This podcast is dedicated to helping purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs and ambitious people like you thrive in life and business by mastering the inner game. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Today, we have such an awesome guest who I'll be introducing to you, and I'll also be giving the floor to him to tell us a little bit more about himself. This guest is one of the few persuasion specialists in the Philippines. He has helped numerous individuals, teams, and companies get their felt messages growing in the minds of their specific audience. He's a certified conversational hypnotherapist who has been practicing and using NLP and hypnosis since 2010 and has applied it in sales, public speaking, coaching, and therapy. He's often consulted for his understanding on persuasion, negotiation, personality development, and hypnotherapy. Currently, he's focused on helping his clients believe more on themselves. I really love that. (laughs) So here's a really nice quote from Ken. We make ourselves our own enemies sometimes. Why not make yourself your best ally and see how things may change positively? So welcome to the show, Ken. Yeah, really nice to be here. And thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Excited to share, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we've bumped into each other in the world of freelancing and then coaching. And I don't know how many years ago that was, but we've been on these mutual communities and we've mm-hmm. never really gotten in the same room and space up until now. So up it's very now. exciting, <laughs> which is it's ridiculous, right? But but I, I am glad though that we get to connect and that's why I really love the internet and social media because it gets to have conversations like this and connections like this and relationships like this, you know, get built and, you know, expand. Um, really, the internet is a great equalizer. So I want to give you some time and space to tell us a little bit about your story and how you got mm-hmm. into the world of NLP, hypnosis, and coaching. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice story. Yeah. So first off, it was like uh, a decade ago. I was working in a BPO, right, uh, doing some calls, uh, receiving, like, doing some customer service work. And then afterwards, uh, as I resigned from that company, I shifted to a sales and marketing uh, company. So I had to like close deals every day on a daily basis. And one thing there was good training. The company that I got into was really, you know, they were giving us trainings on a day-to-day basis. And what I wanted to learn more was about like communication. Yeah. That's where I started like searching the internet on like I, I know how to close deals. I know how to actually like do public speaking. I know how to do uh, group talks already. So what's mm-hmm. what's one skill that could like bump up my sales? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where I sought this term called here in the Philippines it's called budol budol. <laughs> so here, you here found the, on that. Yeah. yeah 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 i know i know there's a lot of people that would question that um and if you translate budol budol uh, they see it as a, a connect they connect it to a word called hypnosis all right but here in the philippines it's more of like when you hear budol budol it's like conning so i wanted to study how that worked so as I got to like search the internet, there were only a few people like knowledgeable here in the Philippines about it. And I got connected with them. We started a community. And as, as, I, as I went along studying hypnosis, I ran into this term called neuro-linguistic programming. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, at first, I saw it as a strong tool for communication and behavior change. And as I as I studied it further, I saw really good practitioners applying it, and it was better used in coaching. Mm-hmm. 
that's where mm-hmm. I got uh, certified. Uh, I, I really pushed it to get certified as an NLP practitioner and as a conversational hypnotherapist. Around, I think, 2015, I got, I got certified. And uh, then I, I decided that uh, this would be something that I would do until the day I die, coaching and working with people. So yeah, yeah, that's my story and the same thing that I'm still doing now. Uh, one, one of my passions and one of my applications of these learning would be persuasion, sales, influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I really love that. Yeah. It's so nice. And, you know, I want our viewers and listeners to appreciate too how on a professional standpoint, you made these transitions. Mm-hmm. Um because to me, for me also, how I relate that with my experience is I graduated as a, uh, as a nurse. You know, I, I, I did hospital work for about five months mm-hmm. and didn't mm-hmm. click with me. And I didn't really buy into the, you know, get experience and work abroad. I wanted mm-hmm. to be in the Philippines, be with my family, be with my parents. And, you know, I made it work with freelancing. And, you know, freelancing, even within that realm, you've been doing all these things, you know, started out with writing and then you do virtual assistance, customer support. And then eventually you learn about all these business stuff and entrepreneurship and you start learning about marketing and sales. And and then eventually I, you know, so my life just unfolded and how that happened is you just pursue curiosity. So I got curious and every time I'm curious about something, you know, as evidenced by all the books here, like I'll try to learn about it. So that eventually took me also on the world of coaching and NLP and, and hypnosis. And it's so nice to be able to follow impulses like that mm. because it's it's scary, you know, to be able to have a curiosity and sometimes, you know, the seed of curiosity spurts into a sort of passion and we kind of obsess about specific topics and subjects and we want to pursue it. But then for a lot of people, they don't give themselves that permission to pursue it out of fear of like, you know, I don't want to change career. I don't want to quit my job. And I'm I'm not saying you should quit your job, but sometimes it makes sense to make those transitions. So I, I love that, you know, and it adds a richness to your story that you're not like, you know, straight off the bat, you're just doing all these things. Like you mm-hmm. went through all of these experiences. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and hindsight is 2020. Like we can connect the dots looking back. And when you look back, you realize, you know, this thing led to the next thing and that thing led to the next thing. And then now you're here. Yeah. So, S- yeah. Same like same like you, as you said, your your course was nursing, right? Uh, yeah. My course was actually IT. So <laughs> it, me shifting from <laughs> IT to to where I am, most people, most of my clients would ask, are, are you, uh, do you have a degree in psychology and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I also do yeah. marketing. So do you have a degree in marketing? No. It's just that right. sometimes you you get pulled into something that could be your calling as of the moment. And I do believe that there are multi-potentialites. Yeah, right? I, I think a there's a term. Multi-potentialite. Yeah. Right yeah. Now, right? There, there's an author. Mm-hmm. Who coined that term? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are people that, uh, you know, there's the quote like jack of all trades. I'm not saying the master of none, right? But there's also a possibility that you could be a jack of all trades and a master of many. I mean, who's who's stopping you from being a master of a lot of things? So, yeah, that's one of the things that uh, I I advocate. (laughs) Because, again, in, in our industry, like freelancing, it's always a custom that we could always play to your strengths. I mean, focus on one niche, just focus on that. If it if it's working, then fine. But I understand with understanding neurolinguistic programming and other modalities, uh, we see that there are lots of people also that cannot go with that one straight path alone. There, there, they seem to be, there are people that could be easily distracted by one shiny object and that's their focus for their life long, right? You, you get my point, mm-hmm. right? So right. I think um, one, of, one of the things that I'm saying is we have lots of potential and if you just go with what you're curious with, uh, if you're, you feel that you're passionate with something, you're having fun with uh, the thing that yeah. something's new to you right now, Maybe that would be your passion for 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 the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You'll and never you'll know. never, you'll and you'll never find your passion too if you don't give it a try. If you don't 
you know, mm-hmm. explore that path if because out of fear, you know, you don't actually go there. And mm-hmm. yeah, that is so good. And really, it's the curiosity because that's like, <laughs> if you're curious about something, learning about a topic is so easy because you're curious, you know, and, and that's a very primal feature of the brain. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with marketing and sales, we always use curiosity to kind of like hook people and grab people's attention but Mm -hmm. on a personal development standpoint like if you're curious about something like your mind will go to great lengths to satisfy the curiosity and so that is why you know with freelancing and entrepreneurship even like I get these I read about questions where people would ask like what kind of business should I start or what's a profitable idea or what's trending what's in and I always think that's the wrong question to ask because of course on a practical standpoint you know, we want profit, we want income, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's, profit and income won't sustain a business long term. So you need to be always thinking about like, okay, what are my strengths, like you mentioned earlier, and what are my interests and what are my passions? And how can I sort of like intersect that or overlap that with a need in the market? And that's where you kind of find what they call a sweet spot, you know, where you're doing uh-huh. something that energizes you and that you're and you're still also giving value to the world mm-hmm. and you're getting value in return in the form of money. I think that's the the right approach. That's my approach. People can feel free to disagree with me. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, an important shift in mindset as well, a shift in thinking and how you approach career and business. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do think I could interject like uh, a scenario here because I, I we, we both work with people, right? For coaching, for like therapy. And one thing is, one one problem that always arises for some people would be that I don't know what I, what my strengths are, I don't know what to do. Where where am I right now? Uh, but here's the thing: sometimes it's really hard for us to know where we are because we're too invested with our emotions and we're too invested within the moment. That's where coaches and mentors come in. That's where other people could come in, right? And it's it's one of our jobs to to guide or not just guide, but to help the person think outside of their box, their current state. So yeah. with, with, with one question, you could actually change a person's trajectory, direction, yeah. right? So um, yeah. if, if they don't know, if you are listening right now and you don't know your, your current strength, your, your strength probably, you could ask the people around you, how do you what, what do you know me for? And yeah. uh, it's it's one of the things that I I did um, as as I was always pushing myself to to be known for like before it was sales that's why I shifted my branding to persuasion because there are lots of sales trainers already that are really 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 good but there are only a few people that focus on persuasion and negotiation only a few so it's easier for me to brand myself that way but when I ask the people around me. What am I known for? Most of them said NLP. Right? It's so, so it's not yeah. about persuasion. It's not about other things. They knew me for NLP and coaching. So these are information that could instantly change. The, oh, okay. It's not about persuasion. Yeah. People know right. me easier through NLP. And they see that as a strength for me. What if I change my trajectory and change my brand to NLP? What would change? Right. And that uh, right now for the past year, uh, that gave me more results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just listening to data and just shifting and listening to other people. Yeah. Could use that. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, as I said, for most people, it's sometimes hard for you to listen to yourself. If that's hard, ask other people. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I think that speaks to us being too close to the problem. We're so intimate with, you know, <laughs> what our current experience that that's why I think in NLP, like and in, in imagination and visualization exercises where we can get ourselves to step out of our bodies, like mm-hmm. on a literally step out and look at yourself from a third person perspective, you know, and see things objectively. And, you know, what Ken shared is like it's hard to see things objectively because again we're too we're too close to our yeah, own there are times drama. like that yeah there are times yeah. like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it it really is helpful to get feedback from other people and you know that reveals blind spots like 
Yeah. I think it's it's common in coaching, like the solution is staring straight at you and at the face and you don't even see it. And I think that's what coaches and therapists are really good at doing. It's like they help people see that. And that's what makes coaching and therapy very powerful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, see, and actually, after, after awareness, um, you still have to make that decision. That's why there's a difference between, there are like different coaches. I mean, there are like transformative coaches out there in where we do understand that even if the coach or the mentor could show you awareness, you still have to make that conscious decision. An mm-hmm. example for that is like, we have friends that are being like, um, they're, they have broken relationships, for example. That, that's one example. And then, in, in a, in, in, when you meet that friend on a party, you're, you're drinking and they said, I, I'm, uh, I think my, my husband's cheating on me. And we all know that the husband is cheating already, right? Then uh-huh. all the friends around you would say, you know what? Just you, you have to leave him, right? You, that, that's the relationship is over. You've, you've done your best. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The suggestion was sounds right, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Person, husband? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But the suggestion was aligned. It's logical. Right? It's yeah, logical, rational. right? Okay. Yeah. Now, because even if the suggestion or the, the 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 given is already logical, it's not yet emotional for them. They mm-hmm. haven't made that decision to actually follow through with that logical decision. Eventually, when they reach to the point that their their subconscious mind or they they actually made the decision, that's when they would follow the same advice. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just about uh, okay, yeah, it's right. Uh, the coach could give you the right answer. But again, yeah. it's up to the person to actually yeah. follow through, make the decision. So if if the coach and the, the client could actually come into terms and help the client make that personal decision and take action on it, it's a good coaching session. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that because that, you know, I want to take this opportunity to clarify too in terms of like maybe the semantics of things because a lot of people co- confuse coaching with, therapy and with consulting and and mentorship mm-hmm. you know with consulting and mentorship you expect the the consultant or the mentor to tell you what to do mm-hmm. they do yeah. they give you the solution to the problem okay here's step one here's step two with coaching it's different it's and different. in fact a, a big misconception is like coach life coaches gives life advices which is very <laughs> like incorrect and inaccurate because what coaches actually actually do is they help the client find a solution themselves. So in coaching, right, we know that we actually do very little talking. It's more about inquisition. It's all about asking questions and making inquiries and even a lot of silence and a lot of deep listening. And from my own experience, when I coach people and I I realize after the session, I talked a lot, I feel Mm -hmm. like it was not as powerful as I wanted Mm -hmm. the session to be. But when I like really listen deeply and and just mirror back, you know, what the client says. And when I can get them to that aha moment, I, that's, that that's what I love about coaching. Yeah, when they can get like, ah, uh, when they can do that, like, huh, oh, right, like that. That's, that's, the, um, that's the gold in coaching. If you can get clients to that and, you know, to articulate it, it's just getting them to an insight and a, or a breakthrough. Or maybe we can call it wisdom. And that's not something that you can just tell someone. Like, okay, here, here it is. But if you can let them realize it, you know, from, from themselves, by themselves, mm-hmm. by coaxing them or nudging them and asking the right questions, and that's what makes it so powerful. And that's what even supports the follow-through because now they have the insight, they downloaded the insight. Now they're more motivated to follow through instead of you telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, one of the things that I I usually teach uh, my some of the coaches that I train is that uh, what this is what I call cementing. Mm. What, cementing. If 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 I see that there's already insight, new new thought, insight, new insight within them to make to actually follow through with that decision. One thing is you ask. So why do you think that's right for you? A simple question like that would just like they they're cementing they they would justify their new insight ah because yeah it would make me yeah all right 
Yeah. So, yeah. So, just one that. question would cement things. Right? And uh, one thing is, you, you, I, I always want the, my client to realize what has changed. So uh, one, one good question that I, I'd love to share would be like, from earlier our session, you were feeling this. So I'm setting frames, right? From earlier, you're feeling this. So what's the difference of your feeling before and your feeling now? And that would easily differentiate how your session went. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It, it's not about, I understand that coaching is like a really, really good profession. But if you go deep with coaching, you get to also notice the words that you use, mm-hmm. the questions that you ask. I got if if you if you um in in Tagalog I think the 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 term that I used was bobong tanong bobong sagot. Uh it in English it's just like don't ask a stupid question because you'd get a stupid answer. As you get better with um, communication and like uh, languaging you get to also improve on your questions. And as you get to improve on your questions you get better data, you get better answers. That you could use to ask better questions. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So it, it really is true. Like if you want the right answers, you need to ask the right questions. And <laughs> makes sense, right? <laughs> it, <laughs> it makes it, sense. It, it makes sense, right? Yeah. And I, I love that. You know, and just to intersect that even with spirituality, you know, ask and you shall receive. If you ask the right questions, you shall receive the right answer. And a lot of people, you know, get stuck because they ask the wrong questions. And what's even funny is like they ask questions that are rhetorical. You know, if they ask questions yeah. like, who am I to do this? Who am I to, you know, set this goal? And then they just ask it. They don't even try to answer. Right. They don't it's even so explore. Vast. Right. <laughs> yeah, It's so vast. That's why they're, they're like uh, tricky questions. I mean. I'm always talking to fellow hypnotists, and we we get you know we get funny answers when we ask the question why. But if if we want specific answers, it's it's more on the how, more on the what, because as yeah. you get to uh, why why do you feel that way? Yeah, right. It's different from how are you feeling. How do you how did you get to that feeling? Now, when it's how, it's quantifiable. It's like step by step, mm. and it's easier to break down. So yeah. again, the, the, you could you could rephrase it into questions. When did you first feel this? How are you feeling it right now? Where where in your body is are you feeling that feeling? Mm-hmm. Right. Why do you think do you feel when you ask the why thing? It's just like goes haywire. Yeah. 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 So I usually use the why question when it's when my therapy session is done, when my coaching session is done. It's just I mean, I use it to cement things. So why do you right. feel that? Why why do you think this therapy worked? They they, they justify everything, and it it, it right. helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, just with the nature of the why question, like it's mm-hmm. usually met with like having to explain yourself or like defensiveness. So if you are working with a client that's ha- coming from a resourceful, unresourceful state, and they need need help getting out of that, and if you ask them, you know, why do you think you got there? Of course, they're gonna get defensive. Yeah, yeah. You know? Most most of the time, uh, uh, a lot of clients would say, "So why are you feeling?" I, I don't know. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> so the other questions, if you get to rephrase your question, that would help. Because um, I, I do believe that there are also people that um, you, you probably experience this also. There are clients that can't stop talking. Mm. Right? They they just blah 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 continuously. Yeah. And yep. um one thing to 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 control that is if you were to, to summarize your story into one sentence. How would that look mm. like? Yeah. So now if they're they're thinking and com- compressing it into one sentence or adding the word specifically. Yeah. So what specifically is how specifically are you? Now yeah. their answers are being more concise just by adding the word specifically. Yeah, I love so that. Control that, yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good because like, you know, when you're coaching, like people tend to get stuck on that story or a narrative and they just yeah. like literally lay their life story from childhood <laughs> to adulthood to kind of like explain why I'm this way or like why I'm stuck. Yeah. You know? So it and sometimes that can take too much time. And, and it's, sometimes it's not useful. It's not useful. Yeah, it's not useful. Uh, they are reliving and going back to certain states that are not that useful for them uh, for progression. I mean, uh, as we get into our sessions, one thing is one thing that's important is actually their goal. So if if they're accessing certain states that are not really that helpful, I usually we usually divert them to to either states that work are workable or can be improved. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You know, focusing on the goal, focusing on resourcefulness, uh, instead of like wallowing because sometimes it's a waste of time, yeah, right? The, it's a, there's yeah, uh, they just, too much time. Yeah, to yeah, and then for you as a coach, like you want to deliver a result for them. You don't want to be just a shoulder to cry on where they're just, of course, <laughs> sometimes it's appropriate to give space for them to bitch about things. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we need to take the lead in driving where the conversation goes and making sure the session is productive. So, yeah, I really love that. And, you know, one of the things that I even struggled with back in the day is the discomfort of interrupting someone you know if someone goes in the narrative and you can be oh let me stop you there hold hold on like to me that was so hard um because i struggled you know i think from my previous programming like i really mm -hmm. struggled with being being assertive i always felt like it was disrespectful to cut someone but then i, re I realized you know when i got coach training that you know it's appropriate because you, know, you need it's to appropriate yeah <laughs> necessary it's necessary. It's, it's 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 one thing. Uh, it's I I do think I I advocate this uh, technique. It's uh it's called pattern interrupts. Mm. It's more of like I'm not. There are certain some states. I I think you're familiar with switch patterns for neurolinguistic programming, mm. right? I mean, yeah. uh, There are some states that uh, you should be breaking if it's not useful. So mm. um, this is where. Uh, sometimes in normal conversation, there the topic just changes abruptly, right? yeah. and the certain mindset and state would instantly change also alongside it, right? Yeah. You, you, you notice that so, yeah. uh, pattern interrupts really are really uh, really good techniques for conversation and for therapy, because if you could uh, if they're feeling so bad right now, and you ask them what their number is backwards. Could you tell your number? Could you recite your cell phone number backwards? That would instantly break a pattern in their head. So if they're feeling bad right now, you ask them, "What's your what's? Uh, could you tell me your number backwards?" Boop, their brain would stop because they had to have to process a, a hard question. And then yeah. you could, since they're on a blank state again, you could now suggest better better emotions or better direction for how how they want to feel, right? Yeah. So. Count um interjecting something while they're they're saying something, it um it depends. I I I see uh, probably on my point of view it depends. There are times that I need to cut, and there are also times that I need to shut up mm. and just listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the art of it, right? Knowing when to interrupt someone and knowing when to be like, okay, I'll give him the space <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There are yeah, times yeah. that we really need to give them the the breathing room. So when they're really, it's really weird, right? People people have this like innate like intuition on when to stop stop talking and start saying something, right? Even even with us right now, we we talking, we know when to stop. Mm. We know when to like, okay, this is my time to talk, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's subconscious, and and that's yeah. what I I'm always explained to people. Um, we're, we we notice a lot of things. We if we could just um, adapt to it more. I'm 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 missing the term for it. I think what's the term for it? It's not. Hmm. Uh, do, do, do you remember the term when you highlight or exercise your senses? What's what's that called? It's Tuning. It, Oh. It's in it's an NLP term. It's, it starts with letter A. Damn. Uh okay, never mind. You remember later. I'll I'll remember later. But uh, there's a term <laughs> for it in where 
there are exercises in where you you exercise your your senses on your eyes where to look your feeling when to feel what to feel your hearing what to hear specifically because there are certain conversations that you just have to listen to specific keywords right so that um, you get to listen more intently and more deeper you're not just focusing on word per word you're just listening for that highlight subject or what we call a trans word there are certain words in in um, our conversations that have feelings like uh, there are lots of people that have mannerisms and with their with their words like they say uh, actually 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 or there are some people that say um 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 in where if 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 <laughs> no, it's normal it's it's perfectly yeah. fine and normal uh, but but one thing uh, as a as a practitioner, one thing that I teach uh, would be the deeper way to mirror people to create subconscious mm. rapport. Yeah, it's more of like listening to the subconscious things that the other person does. So if you could communicate within their reality, within their world, using their words specifically, using their mannerisms. Yeah, they, they, the other person would instantly feel that you're connected, you're the same. Yeah. It yeah. creates that. So if if you get to uh, be more uh, attentive to things, you get to easily mirror and echo. And as you get to do that, you sound or you may look like or become a very good listener or a very good communicator. So, yeah. Yeah. These are loads of techniques and understandings that uh, it's just pouring out. You know, this is a conversation yeah, sure. where it's like it's a fun, nice brain dump. Fun to talk yeah, about it. it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and and there is so many things to talk about. So we're just scratching the surface here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and that is a skill that I think a lot of people need to hone, not mm-hmm. just for coaches and NLP practitioners and people who do hypnotherapy but everyone really because you know in NLP it's like the commu- the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our communication mm-hmm. you know with ourselves and with other people so listening is a rare skill and that's why people would pay for coaches because people when they get into a coaching relationship they get heard on a different level where they're not heard in their personal lives. Yeah, like they, they don't feel that sense of being seen and heard, which is really something that we all desire. We all want to be seen and heard. But, you know, if we're not getting that in our workplace, if we're not getting that in our homes and in our social circles, then that's why coaching becomes really powerful because you get someone who really gets you on a very deep level. Yeah. Uh, for. <laughs> one thing. One thing that I want to connect with that is uh, I, I'm I've, I'm 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 part of a like an international coaching group, and one of the questions there was like, can you be friends with your clients? That was the question. And uh, mm. funny that I changed my accent. I was copying <laughs> how it was said there. So uh, w- one thing that I noticed there was, can can we be friends with our clients? I I, I could say. A lot of people there say no. Mm. With their professions and their training, they 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 said no. For me, I could say yes. Same. <laughs> yeah, I could say yes. Why? Um, I I could be friends with my client. One thing is important is respect. If if your client still respects you as as who you are, uh, one thing is important with hypnotherapy and coaching. Um, the one thing that I I learned uh, through the years, it's what we call, um. If what's what they call it, it's not about acknowledgement. Eh. It's more of like for for leaders. Uh, have you um, the term for it is authority. Mm-hmm. In 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 a in a coaching call or in a therapy session, if you don't have the authority, it's hard for the person to actually open up and actually listen mm-hmm. to you. So it's perfectly fine to be friends with the client as long as within the session, it's framed that I have the authority and I'm there to actually fully help them with whatever they need. Uh, One thing that I want to add there is what we call alignment. 
I don't work with people that I'm not aligned with. There are yeah. specifics uh, with with um, like skill. As 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 Chris and I, we we probably have different approaches to things. I'm more of an asshole when I get to approach uh, when I when I work with people. But because my clients want me to become, want me to be myself when I get to work with people. I'm not the coach that, hey, sir, great coach again. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. No, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that would actually work with you, with your languaging. Hey, man, mm-hmm. what's up? Yeah, something like that. So um, alignment is very, very important. That's why I, I really suggest for coaches out there, really, uh, for even for those starting up, uh, to have like chemistry sessions first. So that you don't just go into a coaching call and where you, you, you both waste your time because, you know, you get to a chemistry session first so that both of you could understand if you both are aligned with each other. Right? Wow. And uh, if you get to see that you both are aligned, then continue with the coaching call. But if yeah. it, within the chemistry session, it doesn't jive well, why pursue the coaching call? It would be a waste of money for the client and it would be a waste of time for you if there's no change that would happen after the call. Right. So that's, that's yeah, just the, a point. Yeah. 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 And speaking to friendships even, like in coach training, we use a term called professional friend. because <laughs> um, so, I, I I agree. Like, yeah, we can be friends, but you know, there can be, you can be friends with boundaries. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. you can cl- clearly define what that means um, because it's a very, um, I would say co- complicated. It's a complex relationship because, complex, you know, yeah. yeah. And what was that next thing that you talked about after re- uh, friendships again? Um, oh yeah. Chemistry, uh, yeah, chemistry, chemistry session. Yeah. I, I, I coined that yeah. from, one Thai coach uh, that I worked with, uh, he used this term. Oh yeah, I do chemistry calls. Oh, what's that? Okay, and then, <laughs> then I got I got it. Oh, okay, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. I, might, I might use it too. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, I I really like the term alignment too. Like we use that a lot in coaching, right? Because it's all about aligning, you know, values and beliefs and and thought systems with you know, your inner world and your outer world. And yeah. even on within the context of a coaching relationship, like, yes, you want to be aligned with the client. Like you don't want to just work with anyone. You can, but it's not optimal. Like you want to work with people who, you know, you have a good chemistry with, who you can get them in terms of their communication style, in terms of mm-hmm. the power dynamics, um, you know. So that's one, that's, one that's word so that yeah. we could work with is energy. This is energy exchange. Yeah. I mean, for each coaching session, you you actually work with energy here. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not that a real uh, focus with spirituality and everything, but yeah, understanding that core concept. That's it's it's energy you're exerting. You're you're working with people. They're dumping their their everything, their problems on you. You have to, as a coach, it's it it depends on your approach. I mean, there are coaches that don't care. They're like professionals that don't care. Just like they just ask questions. It's their job to listen, right? But uh, how I got trained, it's it's more of I have to care. Uh, yeah. it's, it's my job. So if if there's no alignment, if if I get to understand that there instantly when you see a person, there's there are people that instantly you don't like, right? There's <laughs> it's with just looking at the person, I don't like this person, right? Yeah. It's hard for you to get to work with that person if instantly in the beginning you don't like them already. It, yeah. It's it's kind of hard, right? So yeah. uh, that's why with chemistry sessions you get to you get to detail how it feels like if they were to get coached with you, uh, how it feels like, how how it, how would it look like? Because if there's no alignment, one thing is for sure, I have lots of coaching friends that I could pass them pass them to. In where I could, they could get better results, because you know, yeah. in, in in our industry, it's it's very very important that the people that need results or need like progress or need to to get uh, out of their ba- bad bad uh, negative feelings right now, they 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 just you know at the end of the day, they just want to be well. They just want to be heard. So if uh, we have to align them to the right people so that they could get better results, yeah. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. And I, I love the the terminology you use there, energy. Yeah, and then, you know, if it's a mismatch, you know, it's an energy mismatch. Uh, energy and mismatch. <laughs> from, from that word, you know, you get words like vibes, vibration, energy. Vibration. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do align with those words because uh, these are uh, stuff that not all people get to talk about and understand. Yeah. But uh, if, if we get to, like, uh, learn more about it, it's, it's helpful. Yeah, it, it really is. I think if it if if the concept is new to you, if the idea is new to you, of course people will call it to be woo woo or mysticism or fringe ideas, uh, you know, the occult and the esoteric. But um, if you dive into this world, like outside even of the world of spirituality and religion, and if you if you borrow on the strengths of art and science, like you'll realize that there's so many things in modern science that not sure to justify but kind of like support uh these woo-woo stuff so when it comes to like energy and vibration like the concept of quantum physics come to mind and metaphysical studies of like you know on an atomic level and you know how uh, all yeah. atoms yeah i'm more of a science guy and yeah. i'm more of like uh, it's just that i'm not like uh disregarding the these uh, concepts because uh, for some people it's for some clients they fully believe in like spiritual things spiritual beings mm -hmm. like uh, religion and other stuff right but there are also clients that don't believe in those stuff mm. right? so uh, again uh, that's why chemistry sessions are very very important because you get to align your approach to their reality so if right. if, if your client works with like energy spirituality uh me for me as a coach i could adapt to that because i i know i know the those stuff for for those who don't adapt to certain religions and stuff i could align with that because i'm also aligned with those stuff so you know what it's uh one thing that i could uh really say here with with uh with neurolinguistic programming what that teaches people the practitioners and the people who are uh, undergoing it adaptability you're presented with more options you're presented with mm -hmm. different approaches and where you could actually work with anything um yeah. it's not it's not magic nlp is not magic it's more of science and it's more of yeah. like if um I, again we've been saying the word neurolinguistic programming blah 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 nlp 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 <laughs> but, yeah. uh, i guess a lot of people don't understand what nlp is just to put it in a short sentence nlp is a process of excellence if it works understand why it works how it works and if you get to understand how it works you can use it to create techniques upon it right and use it to actually change on a positive way or in a negative way it's really up to you so end of day nlp it's behavior changing language if you search it up online but for me it's a process of excellence it's what works yeah, yeah. I, I love NLP and, you know, NLP is something we use a lot, you know, in coaching, whether you're an NLP practitioner or not, like when mm. you do coach training, you actually come across concepts from NLP, a lot of those. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, so, and I really love that. And you guys, NLP, if you just break down the semantics, neuro is just the mind, brain, and linguistics, just words, communication. So it's like an appreciation of how the mind communicates and thinks and experience in through our senses and things like that. So, you know, in NLP and kind of like manipulating those experiences to your That's own. That's a nice word. That's a nice word. Yeah, I love it. Because uh, it's, it's not about just manipulating. It's more of like, if you could program, if mm -hmm. it, it, the, question, the, the question that I always ask people is, uh, do you believe that you could program your own mind? Mm. Yeah. Most people would say yes. Right? Yeah. Now, do you believe that you could program other people's minds? And then that's a slow yes for you, right? That's yeah. a slow yes. <laughs> yeah. You see that? See? Uh -huh. So now, now that changes because if you could get to understand how to program your mind and program other people's minds, wouldn't that work to your advantage? Yeah. in a good way yeah. that's why that's why i, 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 all, love, I love teaching this because yeah. 
it, it gives yeah. you power. It gives you options. And as you get exactly. more options, you have more power to actually shape your life for the better. Yeah. I love that. And that's actually a big objective with NLP. It is expanding options. And that mm-hmm. speaks to how a lot of people today have a sense of helplessness. And when people feel helpless, it's just because they feel they have limited options. Uh, but when you can expand your options, you actually feel more empowered because now you realize, no, I'm not confined, you know, to these outcomes or to with these options. Like actually uh-huh. there's so many possibilities and you use your mind as a tool. And that's why, you know, that's what kind of inspired me to create this podcast. It's like the mind, nice, yeah. you know, as you shared with your quote, like it can be your greatest ally or it can be your worst enemy. So it's all about like leveraging, you know, the mind and, being open to different modalities and techniques and exploring. It's all about experimenting. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one size fits all. Like there's no technique that works for, it can work for everyone, but it's like for your specific needs. So it's all about your know, curiosity and, and trying things out, maybe seeking the help of a coach or mm-hmm. pr- pursuing, you know, your own education and really learning. But I feel like it is, almost like required study for everyone because this is not something we learn in formal education but it yeah, is like life-changing you know how we can manage our emotions and how we can interact with other people and how we can program you know people to help them change their minds and we always do that though it's just like for a lot of us who are not necessarily trained we're not doing it effectively but we're always even on a daily basis mm-hmm. trying to influence people you know with like what we want to eat for dinner or where we want to go on the weekend what movie you want to watch yeah what song you listen to yeah (laughs) exactly it's it's more of like it's uh outward programming so um i i i want to share this i think i posted one one quote i usually create like when i have insights i I create quotes and post it online i call it ken thoughts I yeah. call it Ken Thoughts. And one one of the things that I was thinking about yesterday was about monsters. Because um, we I do believe that we all have our dark sides. And for most people, they're trained, right? From a young age that you have you have to extinguish that dark side. For me, it's different. For me, it's what if you could understand your dark side, your dark impulses? Yeah. What if your your negative self could also be a positive self that if you get to understand it, could yeah. be your ally? Yeah. Instead of it, here's the thing, here's the thing that um, most people don't understand. It's also a part of you. The mm. person that's weighing you down, it's also a part of you. The person yeah. that th- that's why one of my core programs right now for coaching, I called it self-talk right because because one thing that uh you want to uh check with a lot of people that have undergone personal change they work on themselves yeah it's not just investing on themselves by buying everything that they want to make themselves feel happier it's more of like on a daily it's a daily journey you ask yourself questions you get to know yourself better from just asking yourself questions or asking from other, or, or people giving you feedback. You get to know yourself better. And as you, you get to change into a direction in where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Right? So understanding mm-hmm. that you have a, a, a self, a negative self or a dark self, mm-hmm. understand that it's also you. Now, mm-hmm. what if this monster could become your friend or this monster you can control. Yeah. What what happens next? I love that. Right? Oh, that's so good. And it, it fits into the, the Halloween season, you know, the concept mm. of monsters. Um, yeah, and I think in, in some circles and disciplines, they would call that our shadows, shadow selves. Shadow, yeah. Shadow. Yeah, our arc selves. And that's so true. It is an aspect of ourselves. And there's a quote I really love. It, it says, the things that we love about other people we love about ourselves and the things that we hate about other people about other people we cannot see in ourselves again um, <laughs> so, you know these dark selves these are just aspects of ourselves that we have not come to love and accept and they will always weigh us down because that part of us is seeking that love and acceptance 
And I like that too, you know, when you speak on the area of like, maybe it can be your ally because a part of our psyche, whether that's conscious or unconscious, uh, is just there to protect us. Like it wants to feel, uh, make us feel safe or it wants to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And it has, um, it has good intentions. It's just sometimes the intention is a mismatch for where you want to go in life or what you want to do. And so it kind of holds you back. Yeah, and that's why in NLP, like you get parts integration, right? We want to integrate, you know, the light side of you, the, the, the higher vibrations and the lower vibrations kind of reconcile and help them make healthy compromises mm-hmm. and help them even communicate with one another. And, you know, in coaching, I really like the exercise of giving emotions a microphone and to apply it to what you shared, like what if you could give your dark side, your dark self, or that monster that you have suppressed all these years, a microphone. If you can put them on the stand, what would they say? And then you listen. Because they that's, have wisdom. That's one thing. That's one thing. Yeah. There's wisdom and there are things to learn. And uh, one thing that you said, I, I want to ping on that word, suppressed. Uh, every time when I get to like talk to clients, here's the thing. I do this example. When, when, when you tie a person, what's the first impulse that you're, you're going to do? It's to get, you know, get out of that the struggle. struggle. Yeah. You're, you're struggling because you're, you're, you're getting suppressed, right? So when, when, when working with, with uh, people, I want them to let just, you know, dump everything so that I want them to start from a clean slate. What if you're given a chance to start from fresh? What would change? I mean, that simple question would it would be an aha moment already for them. If there was no one to judge you, right, what would you do? I, I mean, these, you, you, you'd see a difference in thought instantly with just these questions. And, and that's what I love. Because when, when you see an aha moment on a person, that's, that's really a very good thing for us coaches to see. It's, yeah, it's really I'm yeah. That's my the favorite. Part. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, coach. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But again, what what matters most is what happens after that aha. Will mm-hmm. they take action or is just an aha? Because we've we uh, uh, doing training, <laughs> doing training. There are lots of people that would say aha, aha, aha. I got lots of uh-huh. golden nuggets. Aha, aha. But afterwards, they're just going back to their regular programming. Mm. Yeah, so I, I love that. And that word is so powerful, programming, you know, because it takes consistency and action and implementation and follow through in order to solidify these programs, you know, especially if you try to unprogram or let's say as a computer to uninstall <laughs> obsolete, unproductive programming, like that's sometimes years, if not decades of programming that has been embedded deep in the subconscious Mm -hmm. so it takes work and you will definitely be met with resistance uh, because you know when you rise to a higher level intellectually or physically emotionally there will always be a part of you that wants to stay the same yeah and so it'll be hard like there will be inertia but then the beautiful thing about growth is like especially with the brain even on a physical level once it expands you know, bigger, it will never shrink back to its previous size. So yeah, and that's the thing, you know, the concept of neuroplasticity comes in, you know, the, the mm-hmm. brain is capable of growing and learning and you know being open-minded as which has you know had a very bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you can have coffee. Yeah. yeah. Open minded. Yeah. <laughs> Networking, yeah. Weird association. That's a thing. You know, we can even talk about that, like associate how the mind thinks in association. Anchoring. Yeah, that's a very, very broad topic. But but yeah, super. I love the topic because I do believe that uh, that's how our brain works. Anchoring. Because one of the best explanations for people listening right now is that when we're little, uh, the first mode of like how we study is like A is equal to B. A is equal to apple, B is equal to boy, C is equal to cat or cap, right? We're we're already associating things. So to put anchoring in like a, a simple, easy to understand thing, it's you're associating states of minds. You're associating, for example, you go to a place like, for example, Taytay, 
and you remember like an ex, uh, you know, you you uh, you met your ex there, and that's where the place that you broke up. So every time you go to that place, what happens? You feel bad, right? That's right. an anchor. So if you could create better anchors, like for example, um, my my ring or even the bracelets that I wear. These these are these are positive anchors for me. In where I when I wear it, even my glasses, I feel more comfortable. I feel more confident about it. Right. So uh, again, you could use these understandings to your advantage. I mean, you could program your brain to feel certain ways. And um, yeah, just drinking coffee—it's also an anchor. If you, uh, there are some people that when they drink coffee, they sleep. But there, there are lots of people that when they feel that they need coffee, when they drink coffee, they feel energized. <laughs> Right. Mm. Right. I love that. Wow. There's so many things to talk about in terms of NLP. (laughs) And, you know, down the line, you know, as this podcast grows, and I hope it grows, I I do want to have you back again for more conversations. (laughs) We'd be glad to. We'd be glad to. Even even you could you could mess me anytime. We could just talk and chill. Yeah. Because, you know, we could learn from each other and, uh, yeah, we could, we could probably do. A lot of collaborative things uh, to help more people and that. inspire more people. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I love that. And you know, I think with a lot of coaches, like majority of the coaches that I know, like we're really coming from this place of like we want to share what we know because we feel a lot so things, transformed. Yeah, because yeah. we feel so transformed by this, and you realize like you know your previous life before you did this NLP and coaching and hypnosis, it's like so different and so different. You know, we we can't help but want that for other people. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is so liberating. It's so freeing, and you just I fe- I personally feel the most alive. Um, and you know, we're not think- perfect though. We're not perfect. We're not- but it's 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 a nice it's a nice place to be in yeah. when you have. You know, the resources. Uh, good space here, and everything Absolutely. just falls into place. I mean, you, you, even yeah. if you're given like curveballs with life, you you just know that you're there. Yeah. You can adapt to things. Yeah, yeah, and it's not about eliminating challenges and difficulties no, 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 no. And, and uncomfortable situations. It's about knowing how to deal with them when they do come. Um, you know, you get to the solution faster. You're not wallowing and. You don't you panic have... that much because you, yeah. you you know that if sometimes there are some problems that that's not your problem re- really. Yeah. It's some other person's problem that's just dumped onto you and just, just you know. Oh, yeah. Can I act on it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Is it still my problem? No. Okay. That's <laughs> not. Right. right. Locus of control, you know, like I can't control it. So yeah. I'm just here to facilitate. And yeah. So nice. And yeah, like you said, like, yeah, we're not perfect. We have our own issues. We have our yep. own personal drama that we need to yeah, work on. Those, those are our unique curriculum. Those are mm-hmm. our unique assignments based on how developed we are as individuals. Um, you know, as we grow, again, we're not eliminating challenges, but in whatever level you're in, in your life or business, there will always be challenges, except that, you know, a, a new level presents different challenges, a new level presents other challenges so there will always be challenges so it's all about that um uh resilience and grit and resourcefulness and be able to expand options when you get to those next levels yeah all right so we're getting to the end of the episode can um why don't we let our viewers and listeners know where they can get in touch with you if they want to reach out or connect or join your community Oh yeah, um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn right now, so you can just search me Ken Ken Somera Ken Dash Ken. I also am very active on uh, a Filipino uh, freelancing community, online Filipino freelancers. Uh, I'm helping like sharing insight to most of the freelancers there, and I'm on NLP and Hypnosis Philippines and NLP Hypnosis Academy. That's where I share specific content for neurolinguistic programming and coaching. And for training, if you uh, want to be trained or coached by me, you can just go to my Facebook page. Uh, just search Ken Ken Somera Training and Coaching. I, I'm there. I answer. I personally handle that page. And I love to like work with people. So just shoot me a message and I don't buy it. So <laughs> I just enjoy working with people. So let me know if uh, you, you're you interested with hypnotherapy, NLP coaching, 
and uh, mentoring because uh, I really focus on like performance, persuasion, manipulation, and uh, other stuff. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Ken, for joining me on this episode on the podcast. That was such a fun conversation. And it definitely, <laughs> it as, as we intended, took us to many different places, which were really fun, you know, conversations. And again, like, I would love to have to be able to have the opportunity to record more episodes down the line. You know, you never know, you know, life yep, unfolds, yep, this yep. unfolds. Um, so to our viewers and listeners, remember to follow your heart to believe in yourself and to take action and remember that success is something you attract by the person you become we'll catch you next time on the mental arsenal podcast hey go-getter want to know a quick way to boost your motivation and productivity three words crystal clear goals i have a guide for it it's called goalbook your guide to crystal clear goals Head on over to chrisacebo.com slash goalbook and grab your free copy now.